the pitch. Handled by Brady after a muff. He goes up the middle, finds running room, breaks a tackle, and goes into the end zone. Touchdown, Monacan Chiefs. Come on in, everybody. This is where we can let our hair down and just kind of talk football for a while. As we welcome you to the debut edition of Live at 1135 from the RBA Sports Network. Happy Friday night. And for those of you listening on the Live at 1135 podcast, be it late Friday night or Saturday morning, catching up on week one of high school football, we're so glad to have you with us as well. A couple of times late last year, we decided to go live on our podcast. Uh, Number one, so it would shorten the turnaround time uh, because sometimes we couldn't get our podcast done, produced, and up and running until after one o'clock in the morning. And by then, most people had said goodnight. And so we decided, well, why not try doing it live, record it while you do it, then people can listen if they want to the following morning. Or you can join us at 1135 as soon as you finished watching On the Sidelines with Mark and Matt on NBC12. So we've hopped into the chat room. We've got that open for you. If you have questions about tonight or about high school football in general, send them to us. Be nice in the chat room. Twitter poll number one is already up at, R- at the RBA Sportsnet on Twitter. And that is who had the most impressive win tonight. Your nominees are Hermitage, Thomas Dale, Dinwiddie, and Huguenot. Once again, Hermitage, Thomas Dale, Dinwiddie, Huguenot. Those are your nominees for most impressive win tonight on Twitter at the RBA Sportsnet. Voting is only open for one hour. It will close at 12:35. We're going to get, <clears throat> excuse me, one more question up tonight as well as time permits well usually we start our conversation with what's going on uh, with our game of the week Uh, but it's kind of hard to ignore the game that took place at a Kreider Stadium tonight on the campus of Highland Springs High School and that of course being the week one showdown third consecutive year that these two teams and again I, I said this on our game of the week broadcast kudos to schools that have no problem scheduling very difficult non-district schedules. Meadowbrook has done it. Um, and, you know, some years people have said, you know, well, why does Meadowbrook do that? Because they, all they end up doing is going 0-3, and that it hurts them trying to get into the five playoffs. And, and, and I'll tell you something, fans. I've seen teams that have loaded up their non-district schedule those three weeks with some cupcakes so that they could get 3-0 and before they go into their district play. And I've seen it backfire on many more than one occasion. I think as a head football coach, I would rather be 1-2 and two or 2-1 two and one going in to my district schedule but having played top competition than scheduling what conceivably should be automatic W's. Hermitage 
has now done that more so than anybody else as they have been able to shed a little bit of their uh, colonial district schedule and and to talk about Hermitage's schedule and I'm going to bring it up here so we can talk about it a bit they start with Highland Springs they go to Highland Springs tonight and they get the win 14 to 9 yeah many times Across Twitter this summer, Mateo Jackson, linebacker, has been blessed to be able to announce um, different offers that have been coming into him on college. Well, he did not hurt himself tonight with the great play, the interception in the end zone. Was it an athletic? Ca- no. Was was it kind of thrown to him? Yes. Looking at the highlight on on uh, NBC 12 tonight. Um, but you have to be there and you have to be in position. It's the final seconds of the game. You know that if they score, they win. And Hermitage has been has seen that song and dance at Kreider Stadium before in the last two years. And so Johnny on the spot, Mateo Jackson makes the big play. And uh, the Hermitage Panthers escape with a 14-9 win. But uh, the thing I really enjoyed the most hearing tonight on, on the sidelines, I thought the most prevalent, notice or or quote of the evening was from Hermitage head coach Patrick Kane who basically said he loved the effort that he saw between the whistles we've got to clean it up after the whistle there were not one but two big unsportsmanlike conduct penalties that helped Highland Springs get within distance of the winning touchdown in the final minute and they just weren't able to pop it in Jackson saves the day and Hermitage goes to 1-0 14-9 the final now as you probably know we do not predict games. We also do not prognosticate. You know, we, there's a lot of people here in the Richmond area. You know, Times Dispatch for decades have picked games in their Friday paper. No, no problem. They choose to do that. That's fine. I, I've just never felt comfortable doing it for two reasons. Number one, who really cares about my personal opinion? You know, I can offer it, but I've got an opinion, and so do 300 and some million other people in the continental United States. Um, and, and number two, I've always been hesitant to do it in terms of the game of the week that we call, because I feel like then people believe that I would be going in with a bias one way or the other. But I will tell you, I can reveal it now that the game is over. Had you stopped me on the street this week and said, Hermitage Highland Springs, Rob, who you got? I would have said Hermitage. And the reason why I would have said Hermitage is very simple. And that is the defense coming back. Seven defensive starters. And when you are able to have that advantage uh, the first week of the season when you know it's going to be hot, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't hot and humid tonight, but we still had quite a bit of cramping going on at the Monacan Hanover game. Um, But August football means more than that. It means usually a lot of mistakes, a lot of sloppiness, a lot of penalties, and we saw that Hermitage Highland Springs, Matt tells us, you know, over 30 there. At our game tonight, Monica and Hanover, well over 20. So a lot of sloppy football gets played this time of year, and understandably so. Some of these teams have only been together a few weeks. It's only a certain amount of time you can practice, certain number of hours you can practice in a day before the season gets going. So there's a lot of cleanup that every coach in the region, with the possible exception of Billy Mills at Dinwiddie, but I have a feeling he will find things, too, uh, that he will talk about to his, to his um, crew, even after their demolishing of Denby tonight. 
areas you can improve on. You can always improve. You can always get better. There's always a blown assignment, a missed block, a bad penalty, a badly run route. Uh, quarterback doesn't make his progressive reads. Uh, and you can look at that on film over the weekend and then get with the kids and say, hey, okay, got to clean this, got to do that, because you know that the things you see in week one that didn't work, no matter how well you played, you're going to need them to work in week nine and 10. And if you're blessed to be there in week 14 and 15, and of course the ultimate is to get to week 16, which would be a state championship game. So a lot to work on for guys out there, but yeah, Patrick Kane put it best uh, when it comes to Hermitage tonight and the unsportsmanlike conduct penalties that almost cost them the win. Got to get better after the whistle. Got to keep your composure. We saw that with Meadowbrook Thursday night on our first game of the week broadcast, and we saw it to a much lesser extent tonight. Monaghan Hanover wasn't that bad. It was more on-the-field penalties, holding calls, and Ineligible receiver downfield that negated a two-point conversion for Monaghan early on. Did they end up needing it? No. But did will they need it in uh, the first round of the playoffs? You darn tootin' they will. So those are the things that have to be cleaned up. So no surprise that week one was kind of sloppy. Um, but, man, I, I would have said, if you'd asked me before the game, who wins? And I would have actually told you who I thought would win. I thought the advantage was for Hermitage because of their defense. And in a defensive struggle with a whole lot of sloppy play, Hermitage comes away with the win 14-9. Now, these two teams meet again in the postseason later in November, whether at Chester Fritz or Vic Kreider Stadium. And it's probably a higher-scoring game because the offenses are just more prolific by that point. Uh, uh, Two years ago, when they met in the state quarterfinals, more points were scored in that game that were in the Week 1 game. And for Hermitage, this is the second time in three seasons that they've gone to Highland Springs regular season opener and won. The road team has won that game each of the last three years. Think about that. Hermitage won at Highland Springs in 15 and 17. Highland Springs got the win last year. Highland Springs' only loss last year was third game of the year to Meadowbrook, 8-7. So Hermitage goes to 1-0. You'll notice I'm not quoting numbers in a poll yet because the new and the first NBC 12 RVA Sports Network Big 12 High School Football Poll debuts on Monday. We made the decision to wait not to release a preseason poll because not everybody's playing this week. There are several major teams that do not play this week. They start next week, Manchester among them. And um, between those of us who vote in that poll, we determined that we're just going to let things lie and see what happens the first Friday night. For those who are uh, in, in, the, in the trenches, and we're playing this evening, and we'll have the first poll of the year coming up on Monday evening. As for some reason, my microphone level went down there. And now I've got it back. So, let's talk football final scores from tonight. Again, join us if you're listening live in our YouTube chat room. Feel free to throw a question our way there. If you want to throw a question to us on Twitter, it's at the RBA Sportsnet. That's at the RBA Sportsnet. And again, first poll of the night on Twitter at the RBA Sportsnet. It's most impressive win tonight. Hermitage, Thomas Dale, Dinwiddie, or Huguenot. Now, why did we choose these four? Well, first, Hermitage with the 14-9 win at the Horn over Highland Springs. Defense holds. Thomas Dale plays Cosby, hosts them in their traditional opener, and wins 45-0. 187 yards of rushing offense for Chris Tyree who's going to be very – he's already special. He's already made his mark in football, making his mark in track. 
Um, Thomas, the Battle of Chester next week. Thomas Dale, L.C. Bird, Dale's got a good shot. They really do. Dinwiddie, uh, 70 nothing winners over Denby. It was 56 to nothing at the half. Talk about all cylinders early. And now I know Dinwiddie is a better team than Denby. I get that. But 70 to nothing right out of the gate. I think that Kavon Pope and, uh, and the rest of the team stewed a lot about that loss at Sable Stadium last December when they just ran out of time. They, play, they, they basically fell a play short of winning the state championship. And I think it has motivated them. And they came out tonight just, just searching for a hot start. And, and they got it. And they served notice. And Huguenot. Nobody's talked about Huguenot in the offseason. Nobody. And it's been a while since they've had a really good year. And I don't know if they'll go 500 or not. Because I know that they have a big Dominion District schedule. they got to play Bird, Manchester, and Monaghan. It's tough. But Huguenot has quietly gotten better in the athletics department in terms of pure athletes on the field. You know, a lot of times teams that go 3-7, and 2-8, and 1-9, and nine, they've got two or three really good athletes, and then they have a lot of kids that are playing football, and there's a difference between the two. Huguenot's a little bit better in the athletic department this year, and I think they can put some things together and get several wins and, um, and, and be a playoff contender in 2017. And so their 35-6 win over Booker T. Washington at home to start the season tonight uh, made our cut. We considered Monaghan. We considered a few other teams. But our final four on our poll tonight, most impressive win, Hermitage, Thomas Dale, Dinwiddie, or Huguenot. You can vote now on Twitter at the RBA Sportsnet. Hermitage with the early lead after the first 15 minutes of voting. Well, let's get to the scoreboard, shall we? We talked about Dinwiddie, 70 to nothing winners over Denby, 56 nothing at the half. Really not much more you can say about that. The first game of the year to officially go final belonged to Mills Godwin, who found themselves down to at Clover Hill 7 to nothing at the half. And then they get a kickoff return on the opening kick of the second half to draw within one. They miss the extra point, but then they score later in the second half. They get the two-point conversion, 14-7, defense holds rest of the way, and the Eagles get their first win of the year. So they will be 1-0 and as they get set to host Lee Davis next week on a special Thursday edition of the Game of the Week, and we'll talk about that later on in the podcast. We're here for about the next 25 minutes. Uh, let's stay with four, Class 4 for just a couple of seconds. Game of the Week, of course, we had Monikin. Hanover. Now, Monaghan went out to a quick 20 to nothing lead, and I think a lot of people in the stands, especially on the Hanover side below us uh, in the press box, they were getting antsy thinking, oh no, here comes a 49 nothing blowout. Credit Hanover, a young team. Um, I, I didn't sit down and exactly count, but I think they have less than 10 seniors on this team. And I think they have as many freshmen on the varsity team as they do seniors. This is a young team couple of things about Hanover that struck me tonight. Number one, they're better up front, and that's where Hanover always puts its bread and butter. You know, Sam Rogers and before him Josh Wells, both of them now in the NFL, could make plays because they were athletes, but they couldn't do it all the time. And that was proven last year when their line fell apart and Clayton Cheatham couldn't get going because he just simply didn't have help up front. you got to have a little bit of help. got to get a block. And so Coach Derek Stout takes over the Hanover offensive line in the offseason, makes some changes in the program and whatnot, and 
I saw a difference two weeks ago when I was at their scrimmage with Goochland, and I definitely saw a difference tonight in the game with Monikin because in the last 20, 22 minutes of action, uh, no, check that, in the last 26 minutes of action, Hanover holds Monikin to six points, and they score 14. They had 14 in a row at one point, and they had it down to a six-point deficit. Corey Brady breaks out for a 28-yard touchdown run, the only score for Monikin in the second half, and that makes it a 26-14 final. And for a game that only had 40 combined points, the quarterbacks alone passed for nearly 600 yards combined. We had a whole lot of total offense tonight, uh, mostly through the air in that game. So Monikin looks good. Um, They're not Dinwiddie good yet. Uh, Not to say that they won't be. They can be. Uh, They're going to have to uh, rely on several key players. Uh, Isaiah Reeves really impressed me tonight on both sides of the football. He's going to be key this year, along with Flood, of course, and Bridie um, as well. Martise Phipps didn't quite have the impact tonight. Hanover kind of muted him for part of the game. He had a couple of big plays. But obviously, he'll be heard from before all is said and done. Monikin's going to be very good this year, and they can make a run in four. Um, They need some improvement if they want to be able to go to Dinwiddie or host Dinwiddie and try to get past Dinwiddie so that they can once again try to get closer to the state championship where they came so close a few years ago in that Lake Taylor game. Um, So Monikin tonight, they were good, and I see – the potential for them to be very good. But I also see a lot of work to do because, again, we go back to August football. For Hanover, I see a lot of talent. I see a lot of future. And because they're going to start their lineup here, non-district, they used to play the last two years, they played Dinwiddie, Tucker, and Hopewell. Excuse me. They got rid of all three of those teams, and they put up Monikin, Massaponics, uh, who's a huge power in uh, Class 5 up north in Fredericksburg, and Mills Godwin, who's an upgrade over Tucker. So Hanover's schedule is arguably as hard or harder non-district this year. Um, and they may come out of it 0-3. They may come out of it 1-2. and uh, But they still will come out of it a much better team than they were last year and a team capable of winning probably any game left with the possible exception of Highland Springs, and I say that with a bit of a caveat because I didn't get to see Highland Springs myself tonight, and Hermitage held them to nine points. And there's a lot of changes over at Highland Springs, too. They lost so much. People don't realize so much was lost in that class of of 2017. And Highland Springs is going to be very good, but it's not going to be a case like last year where they had so much coming back from the 15 championship that they could just push the button and kind of move forward and continue on. So, uh, Class 4, Dinwiddie, class of it right now after a week. Monikin's good. Louisa going to be good. They take care of Cortland tonight at home, 41-7. So, you got to keep an eye on them. They're going to run an emotional roller coaster this year with their coach retiring at the end of the year and the physical battles that he has uh, gone up against. Eastern View is still in that four class uh, class four Region B situation. They got a big win tonight on opening night. So we have to keep an eye on out-of-town teams that are not as many as we used to, but there's some out-of-town teams we have to keep up with all season long so that we kind of have an idea of what may happen postseason. Now, as opposed to that, let's go to Class 6 Region B where there are only eight teams, and so they're going into the regular season knowing they're going to make the postseason. Now, that's weird. 
And it's the only region with a team in the Metro Richmond area that has that situation. Class 6, Region B, consists of eight teams. And five of them are in Chesterfield County. Manchester, who was idle tonight. Thomas Dale, who got a big win, 45-0 over Cosby. Dale 1-0, Battle of Chester against Bird next week. Then you've got three teams that fell tonight. James River loses to Riverbend, 39-14. They were in the game until third quarter, and then Riverbend pulls away in the second half for the win. Rapids are 0-1. We mentioned Clover Hill, who led for most of the game, but then lost to Mills Godwin, 14-7. Cosby lost as well. Only six uh, class six school to win in Richmond tonight, Thomas Dale. And Manchester gets started next week. <clears throat> so, all of the teams know they're going to make the playoffs because eight come out of the region. And there are only eight teams. So, the coaches, ha- they can't reach into their pocket and go, guys, this is a must win so we can get into the playoffs. Because that situation's already been settled unless the Virginia High School League does something screwy. And with, you know, putting other teams from other regions to try to even it out or whatnot. And I haven't heard of that. And I don't think it's going to happen, but we've seen stranger things before. But anyway, the way it is right now on paper, all eight teams are going to make the postseason. So the season is about getting as many wins as you can, getting your team prepared, trying to stay healthy and playing to play at home. And so Thomas Dale with the advantage early. Manchester on the sideline tonight waiting to get in. They'll get started one week from now. And Manchester should be very, 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 very good this year. Did I say very? Yeah. So big winners tonight, Hermitage over Highland Springs. Monacan beats Hanover 26-14 on our game of the week. Nice comeback win for Godwin, 14-7 over Clover Hill. Douglas Freeman gets up early at home and takes care of Midlothian, 41-21 the final score there. Douglas Freeman Tired of winning nine and then losing to Hermitage and then finding themselves in that 4-5 situation. Last year, they they won in the first round at home against Lee Davis. The year before that, they lost in the first round. They went 9-0 and and finished 9-2. and um, they, they, they aspired to at least get to a point where they could beat Hermitage. Uh, and we'll see what happens as the season rolls on. Uh, but good win for Douglas Freeman tonight. Good win for J.R. Tucker. They beat Caroline 41-6, so the Tigers are 1-0. Caroline 0-1 hosts Patrick Henry on our Game of the Week when we join WHAN Radio next Friday night for our 16th season of Friday Night Football. So West End schools have played tonight. Good job. Mills Godwin gets the win. Hermitage gets the win. Douglas Freeman gets the win. J.R. Tucker gets the win. Deep Run was idle. Glenn Allen was idle. Henrico and Verina were idle. The only team in the county of Henrico to lose tonight, incredibly enough, Highland Springs. In Chesterfield, we mentioned Manchester starts next week. Monacan gets a win. Meadowbrook Midlothian lose this week. Bird and Thomas Dale get wins. Cosby, James River lose this week. It's kind of a split week in there. Hanover, only one team played, and that was Hanover, and they fell by 12. In a good effort, though, uh, against Monacan. They get a bye week, and they go to Massaponics in two weeks. Let me bring up the scoreboard really quick and talk a little bit more about other games that happened tonight. Goochland with a good start to the season as they defeat Thomas Jefferson. I think one of the more surprising finals we got was um, the final when we found out that I.C. Norcom had defeated Hopewell 18-14 the final. That was a strange game. Ronnie Walker burst out a 79-yard touchdown run, first play from scrimmage. Hopewell takes the lead. Then Norcom scores their 18 points. 
And then Walker bust another one from 70-plus, and it was 18-14. And then no one scored again. And so Hopewell, 0-1 on the season, which a lot of us did not expect to see happen. Uh, but they've got plenty of time to bounce back in Class 3. That's for sure. Uh, mentioned the Huguenot win over Booker T. Washington. We mentioned Riverbend beating James River. Charles City gets a nice win over Cumberland tonight, 28-18. to Wildest game of the night probably belonged to King William and Prince Edward. King William had the lead at the half. Back and forth they went, and they end up scoring 98 combined points. Prince Edward wins 52-46. That sounds like a high school boys basketball score, to be honest with you. Prince Edward gets the win by six points, 52-46. Cavs are 0-1. So down in Class 2, Goochland gets a win. King William gets a defeat. Have not heard what happened with Amelia uh, tonight. 3A, Hopewell with the loss, but I'm sure they will bounce back uh, from that. Now, Region B of Class 5, what we used to call 5A South, which I kind of refer to as the region of death. Uh, because if you're not Hermitage, Highland Springs, or L.C. Bird, you're trying to break into that triumvirate. And it's been all, all but impossible the last seven years. This decade has belonged to those three teams. Hermitage to the state championship in 2010, the state semis in 11. L.C. Bird wins three titles in a row from 12 to 14. And then Highland Springs wins the last two between Group AAA and what used to be called Group 5A, and it's now called Class 5. So you got to get, you know, ask Douglas Freeman. Ask Ken Ryko, who's lost to Hermitage in the first round of the playoffs for three consecutive years. Uh, there's a situation to where you've got Hermitage Highland Springs, L.C. Bird, that'll be fighting at the top. You've got Douglas Freeman trying to join them. You've got Lee Davis in the mix. You've got playoff teams from last year like Henrico and Deep Run wanting to return, but Henrico's lost some key players, and they've been through an emotional camp. Deep run, we'll see exactly how much they, they get better from year one to year two in the Chad Hornick era when they start next Thursday at Atley. Um, five and five, you've got to be five and five if you have a prayer to be the eighth seed in that, in that region B. Atley is back in it after two years being away up north. Uh, you know, you've got Prince George, you've got Meadowbrook, who's 0-1. You've got Verina, who's chomping at the bit to get back into the postseason after missing it for the last couple of years. Matoica wants to get back in the postseason. That, that is just a gauntlet among gauntlets. And I, did, I haven't even mentioned, you know, the, 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 the teams trying to get back on the upswing in the West End, like Tucker, who won tonight, and Glenn Allen, who start their season next week against Monaghan. If you get in the top eight in that 15-team region, you, you've already accomplished something. The problem is if, if you somehow can't vault over one of the big three and you're not the four or the five seed, you have to go to one of the big three in the playoffs in the first round. Um, and, and at some point, somebody's going to break through. One of those top three teams is going to slip a little bit. Another team is going to be ready to take over. It happens. You know, 10 years ago, Verina had the best of Highland Springs, and Verina was part of that triumvirate. It was Verina, L.C. Bird, Hermitage. And then Highland Springs took over. You know, who will be the one that finally slips? Who will be the one that's finally able to get back up there? Going to be a critical year, I think, for Stu Brown and company over at Verina. Um, with, with your arch rival winning the last two state championships, I'm sure that there's pressure to get them back into the postseason and get them playing Verina football. And nobody nobody feels more pressured than Coach Brown. Great guy, excellent coach. You know, I walk into Verina last year during a basketball time in the playoffs. I get there excessively early because we're broadcasting. So I have to set up all the equipment and everything. 
Who's in the gym with the huge broom sweeping the gym floor before they ever let the public in? Football coach Stu Brown. That, that's that's just the way it is in the life of high school. Um, I'm thinking Verina is going to bounce back this year. I think they've got the they've got the weapons, they've got the guns, and they're going to have the desire. There's no doubt about it that they are tired of this drought, and they'll get their season started next week as well. So that's what happened tonight in high school football. Now let's talk a little bit about what's coming up next week. Week number two, we'll have a lot of games on Thursday. We'll have a few games on Friday. And then we head off to the holiday weekend. First, let's talk about our two games. Thursday night, our final online exclusive game, which will pit Lee Davis and Mills Godwin. We'll be live at Axel Stadium. Godwin will come in 1-0. Lee Davis, it's their season opener. We'll start at 7.15. It's a rare 7.30 kickoff on the north side of Richmond. So we'll go on the air live on our YouTube channel Thursday night at 7.15. And then Friday night, we're up in Caroline County, Caroline High School. First time we've ever broadcast a game of the week from there. We've had Caroline on, but they've always been on the road team. Patrick Henry with new coach Keith Braxton, their first game of the year. And we'll start at 6.30 on WHAN 102.9 FM, 1430 AM, online with rvasportsnetwork.com and hanovercountysports.net, and also on the TuneIn Radio app and the Next Radio app. You just search 102.9 FM Richmond, and we will be there waiting for you next Friday night, 6.30, the pregame show, the On the Sidelines pregame show, powered by Sheehy Ford of Ashland. Thank you so much to Sheehy Ford of Ashland at SheehyFordAshland.com for being our title sponsor of our pregame show and our Game of the Week coverage again in 2017. And as you'll note in the games we had this week, uh, we welcome aboard our friends at the Virginia Farm Bureau who are sponsoring our Virginia Farm Bureau in-game scoreboard updates all season long throughout the Game of the Week and on Twitter. They bring you the in-game updates while you're listening to our game. We keep you posted on the scores from other games from throughout the RVA. So Lee Davis Mills Godwin Thursday night, online exclusive at 7.15 on our YouTube channel. Friday night, WHAN Radio and online, Patrick Henry Caroline, and we take to the air at 6.30. Thursday night games. Deep Run starts their season on the road at Atley. Atley lost a bunch to graduation. Have talked to head coach Matt Gray. We'll have my preview article on Atley, Lee Davis, and Patrick Henry coming up next week in the Herald Progress before they start their seasons. Uh, will they have enough coming back so that the youth ex- experience, the youth movement at Atlee can grow up and grow up fast? One thing I've noticed about Atlee in the last two years, the numbers are down. They don't have as big of a roster. Therefore, they are much more prone to being in trouble if the injury bug hits. There have been years where they've had three great running backs. That may not be the case this season. They got Tyler Warren back at, at quarterback, the sophomore. We'll see how much he's expanded his game. So Atley uh, hosting Deep Run, our Taylor Luck at Taylor RVASN on Twitter will be there live with updates on Thursday night. We'll be at Mills Godwin for the Lee Davis Mills Godwin game. Also Thursday night, Glenn Allen goes to Monacan, home opener for the Chiefs, 1-0. And that is the first game of the year for the Jags. Head coach Salvatore Camp in his second season there at Jaguar Nation. Meadowbrook coming off the loss at home to Bird goes to Verina. First game of the year for the Blue Devils. 
that one we may look back on in November and go winner in, loser out, unless one team has a breakthrough season. So uh, I'm really marking that one on my calendar for next week on Thursday evening. Very anxious to see how Verina does at home against Meadowbrook. Also on Thursday night next week, Matoica begins their season. They go to Cosby. Cosby, <coughs> kind of a, 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 a unusual situation there. The team has got to be unbelievably happy because they've got their head coach, Pete Matassio. He battles cancer. He battles illness. He wins the battle. He's back on the field with them. Uh, tonight, they laid an egg, 45-0 at Thomas Dale. But Thomas Dale is going to be very good this year. So that's not excusing Cosby, and I know Coach would never excuse it. But they have a chance now to go home, regroup, and get a solid win over a Matoica team that's trying to bounce back from missing the playoffs last year. That's at 7.30. Midlothian 0-1 goes to Powhatan for their season opener, also at 7.30, next Thursday night. Those are the Thursday night games, the 31st. September 1st on Friday. Patrick Henry at Caroline's, our game of the week. Henrico starts their season at Chester Fritz against Hermitage. And that those two teams, there's not a lot of love lost between them. There are three playoff games here the last few years. Um, there's been some talk and whatnot, so hopefully they'll keep it just in the field of play. But Henrico at Hermitage next week, and I know Coach Kane is going to be talking all week long about what you don't do after the whistle. Henrico, a penalty-prone team. Uh, They lose their quarterback who transferred. They lose their best defensive player who transferred. Uh, They suffer a loss in the team through a tragic death early in the month. Uh, That's a lot for a bunch of kids to go through. And and please remember, when we're talking high school football, we're still talking about kids. I know they're 15 to 17. I know there are a lot of them bigger than me. I get it. But I understand also the maturation development. And so it's uh, Henrico could use this to vault itself, or it could be a difficult season. I'm hoping for their sake it's the former. Henrico at Hermitage on Friday. Highland Springs back at home. They host Woodside. And what Highland Springs does not want to do is start at 0-2. Because 0-2, let's say Hermitage wins next week. Let's say Bird beats Thomas Dale. If Highland Springs loses and suddenly they're two games behind those two teams, uh, you know, it, it probably won't be a year where their capital district strength allows them to outpoint them and get the home field advantage in the postseason, which was so big for Highland Springs in their championship runs the last two games. Manchester finally gets going. They go up to Riverbend. That's where James River went tonight, and they lost 39-14. So I would not chalk up an automatic win for Manchester here. Riverbend is going to play them tough. Riverbend wants to be a factor in Class 6 Region B. It's a tough test. It's the first game, and Riverbend will have a game in hand. And you, you, a lot of coaches will tell you there's significant improvement between week one and week two. And so when a team is playing week two at home against a very talented team, it's only in week one, that could balance things out more than normal. So that's next Friday. Douglas Freeman will go to James River. James River coming in 0-1 and Douglas Freeman at 1-0. And that's a 7 o'clock start, by the way, at James River. Jamestown from Williamsburg will come into Huguenot to take on the 1-0 Falcons. That is a 7 p.m. start. Battle of Chester starts at 7 also uh, between L.C. Bird and Thomas Dale. Those are games coming up next Friday. P. 
Petersburg also get started, hosting John Marshall with new head coach Philip Sims, uh, the former Oscar Smith standout who was uh, for a time at Alabama, for a time at the University of Virginia. Well, he is now the head man at John Marshall trying to turn the Justices program around, and that will be next Friday night in Petersburg, and that will start at also 7 o'clock, I believe. Let's double-check on that. Yes, that is to a 7 o'clock start. One last time to remind you, with a few minutes left on our live podcast, our poll question tonight, most impressive win, Hermitage, Thomas Dale, Dinwiddie, or Huguenot, and you've got a little less than a half hour left to vote on Twitter at the RVA Sportsnet. That's at the RVA Sportsnet. Let's talk a little bit about some other things going on in high school sports as we wrap up this edition of Live at 1135. And we thank those of you who have joined us for being here. Uh, no pressure about, you know, if, you, if you're joining us, you don't have to talk in the chat room. You don't have to pose a question. You, know, you can vote in the poll if you want to. That's perfectly fine. If you don't, that's cool, too. Uh, if you're just listening in because you want to get the final word on high school football for week one, beautiful. We appreciate all of you who have done that very, very much. Coming up this week outside of high school football, well, first of all, we do have one other high school football game of note to talk about. That's tomorrow in the VISAA. Trinity Episcopal gets their season underway Saturday at 1 on the road at Bishop Ironton. So good luck to the Titans as they start their 2017 season. Field hockey and volleyball well underway. We've got coverage of that coming up next week on Twitter. Monday will be at the Hanover Patrick Henry field hockey game at 5.30, weather permitting, because now they're talking about the possibility of some rain on Monday and or Tuesday. Uh, the last check I had of Jim Duncan's forecast just before on the sidelines. Uh, Tuesday night will be at Lee Davis for volleyball. Uh, Wednesday, uh, we will be trying to remember, other than going to NBC 12 to talk to Mark Davis to get ready for our Friday night pregame show, um, we will be at Mills Godwin. So we'll be at Godwin back-to-back nights. Mills Godwin field hockey off to a very good start this season. And Deep Run gets an opening win, and those two rivals collide early this season at Godwin on Wednesday night at 645, and we'll be there with live tweet coverage on Henrico Sports. Deep Run, Mills Godwin, Prince George right now seem to be the early class in field hockey this year at the Class 5 level. That's not talking about, you know, Cosby, Clover Hill in 6, and, uh, you know, Powhatan and maybe some others in 4. But in Class 5, it's looking like Prince George, Deep Run, Mills, Godwin. That may be the three teams that you have to deal with and worry about, at least early on. And two of them collide on Wednesday night, and we will be there. Then, of course, next Thursday night, football at Mills, Godwin on on YouTube. And Friday night, we'll be at Caroline. Then a week from tomorrow, it's a first Randolph-Macon football game of 2017. Defending ODAC champions open against Dickinson at home. And we'll be at Dayfield next Saturday, September the second couple of shout outs from our game of the week. Tyler Elrod, quarterback from Hanover, 41 pass attempts, 22 completions, over 300 yards, touchdown pass to Parker Chenault, couple of interceptions, one coming at the very end of the game, which didn't matter. The game was already out of reach. Cy uh, Flood had a huge first half and ended up with just shy of 300 yards passing. Corey Brighty with a big night, over 100 yards, three rushing touchdowns and the receiving touchdown on the opening drive. But again, Isaiah Reeves really impressed me tonight. Big night receiving, 140-plus yards of receiving for him, for Monikin, and uh, really enjoyed finally getting to get Monikin uh, on 
our game of the week. So, so much going on. The season is underway. Now with football in, we're in full swing with the exception of cross country and fall sports. That'll begin soon. So stay with our Twitter network wherever you might be. It's hyper-local coverage you can only get from the RBA Sports Network. In Hanover, it's Hanover Sports. In Henrico, at Henrico Sports. Chesterfield, at Chesterfield Sports. And, of course, for City of Richmond, Tri-Cities, surrounding county teams. And for other sports news around the area you want to be caught up on, such as the University of Richmond's Sunday night football opener at Sam Houston State, postponed because of Hurricane Harvey. Don't know when that's going to be made up, but it will not be played on Sunday night because of the storm. And as soon as we have more information on that from the uh, Spider office, we'll let you know when and how they are able to try to get that in scheduled simply because, one, that hurricane may stay in the Texas area for several days. They're talking about heavy rain through Wednesday in Houston, which could be catastrophic, to be honest with you. And our thoughts and prayers are with everyone down in southeast Texas tonight. That is not going to be – it's going to be a horrible situation Probably not for days or weeks, but possibly months to come. And we're, our prayers are with them all, uh, that that hopefully everybody has gotten out safely, those who have elected to stay. I hope God will give them some grace and, and keep them safe. What to, It's so strange because if I've, I watch the weather a lot. And, in, in fact, when I'm at home working, I usually if I throw the television on, I put on AccuWeather and just let it run. And what's been so crazy about Harvey is that it was a tropical storm. It looked like it was going to head into Mexico, and then it became disorganized, and we thought, okay, well, it's done. And then 48 hours later, it emerges as a new hurricane. It changes direction, and now it is a major hurricane just making landfall as we're recording this podcast just after midnight on Saturday morning down east of Corpus Christi, Texas. So rooting for everyone down there. So the Richmond game Sunday night not going to happen And uh, those are the types of stories we keep you posted on at the RVA Sportsnet on Twitter. And you may have noticed that we had a couple of changes in our website situation over the summer. We've decided to consolidate there as um, we want everybody to go to rvasportsnetwork.com. We do continue to have our HanoverCountySports.net, which was our original site 15, uh, 13 years ago, uh, is how our website business was born a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Um, So we have those two websites still up and running, and we're putting more resources into our social media. So if you don't like us on Facebook yet, now's the time to do it. Facebook.com slash RVA Sports Network. We have Facebook.com slash Hanover Sports and Facebook.com slash Henrico Sports. Again, one last reminder, first NBC 12 RVA Sports Network Big 12 High School Football Poll debuts Monday night on NBC 12 News. Stay with us on Twitter. We'll let you know if it'll debut during the 6 o'clock or the 11 o'clock broadcast thank you everybody for being with us for our first edition of live at 11:35. get a chance to get the podcast to you quicker now we're going to go and edit it down a little bit produce it put it up on our regular podcast site and it'll always be available overnight saturday and forever uh, at our podcast site and we'll have it of course linked on twitter and on Facebook as well. Congratulations to all the winners. Congrats to Bird and Monikin, winners on our Game of the Week doubleheader here in Week 1. The fun has just begun, and we hope that you'll stay with us all season long. For all of you who have been with us for so long on social media, on our Twitter feeds, thank you so much for counting on the RBA Sports Network. We are humbled uh, by your trust that you put in us, and we will do our best, our dead-level best, to give you the best coverage that we possibly can. 
This edition of Live at 1135, an exclusive presentation of the RBA Sports Network and intended solely for the private, non-commercial use of our audience. Any broadcast uh, redone, uh, take a snippet of it, and, and without the express written consent of HCS Media LLC, which is my wife, I feel sorry for you. It is prohibited. <laughs> I've known her 30 years, fans. Don't cross my wife. Rob Witham saying thanks so much, everybody. We'll talk to you Monday morning, 5 a.m. on AMRVA.